All right, all right. I want to welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. I want to welcome every. I want to welcome everybody for tuning in today. Um, just so you know, the Melanated Convo podcast is a podcast where we interview interesting individuals from our community that are basically chasing their dreams. They can be a creator, they can be a writer, they can be an artist, business owner, or just a parent with a really interesting story um, because the point of it is to create inspiration, be inspired by each other, and learn from each other, right? So we do that on the podcast, and that's the biggest focus. Also, we also like to touch on news stories that have impacted our community or, you know, things that I feel um, we should address. Sometimes it's even giving you guys information about a brand new business that you may not um, be aware of. Also, on the show today, um, I have a really special interview for you guys. Um, I have a young man named Jelani Lyon, who is a musician. He's an artist. He is um, up and coming and really on the grind right now. So I can't wait to get into the conversation with him. I think you guys are going to love his story and be, um, you know, intrigued by how he puts everything down. All right. So let's get everything started. And this is your boy H. Anderson on the check in, just in case you was wondering. So the first story that I wanted to talk about, something that I've been seeing in the news lately um, that's been really on my mind. Looking at the current situation with R&B singer R. Kelly, I'm sure, you know, if you haven't been living under a rock, everybody knows by now what's been going on with the brother. On July 11th, he was arrested again, I think, on racketeering charges. Um, he's being held right now in the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago, you know, on 18 federal charges steaming from a 13-page indictment that they brought about the brother. In the indictment, there's child porn, uh, sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, forced labor, all this different shit, right? And here's the thing, man. If R. Kelly mistreated an underage woman, I mean, let's just be completely clear. That's a no-brainer. Of course, some type of punishment should be handed down. Of course, there should be some type of, that situation should be rectified some way, whether the brother gets counseling, whether he does timing, whatever the case may be, right? But here's the thing. Being a black man in America, a melanated man in America, it's difficult for me to overlook all of the people before him who just so happen to be white that haven't quite got the same publicity or the slander in punishment. I mean, we can go all the way back to Thomas Jefferson's uh, relationship with Sally Hemming. That was an underage girl. That's just one example, but that's been happening throughout history. Uh, 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 you know, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Harvey Weinstein, of course. There's been several Caucasian white men of stature that have been pretty much able to use their celebrity and their fame to get not quite get away with it, but not be hit um, 
with some of the shit that R. Kelly's being hit with right now. So I'm, I mean, I can't sit by and just not speak on that, man, because I love his music. He has been a big part of our culture for a really long time. I don't have daughters. You know, I have all sons, but I have nieces and I have young women around me and, you know, shit. I, I do something to somebody who messed with one of my nieces or one of the younger women around me. So I get any family member who's involved in that, that, that feel like he's the scum of the earth or whatever the case may be. I understand that shit, but it's when society pushes an issue on me, it always makes me feel uncomfortable because we've been knowing about R Kelly. We've been knowing about the things that he was doing with Aaliyah. I mean, this can be rumored or, um, you know, just the rumors that were out there at the time, but we knew about a lot of this stuff. I don't like the fact that the media can put a battery in our back and all of a sudden I know people screaming that they hate them when before these new allegations came out, before all this new shit came out, they was on this bandwagon listening to his music, rocking with them. So I don't like that wishy-washy shit, man. I don't like how, you know, society tries to pit us against certain people. And a lot of times when it's somebody black, We've already been through a lot of shit, so it just rubbed me the wrong way. So I hope that brother gets all the help that he needs. I hope if there's any young woman that he actually scarred, actually abused, who's dealing with that, I hope she gets the help that she needs, and this gets reconciled any way that it can. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm against the brother when I've been rocking with him, and I don't know if any of that shit is true, just to keep it real. Now... Next story that I wanted to get to, something very, very interesting, right? Now, we know in the black community, um, um, ramen noodles has always been like a staple in our community. It's like something really cheap to eat. Well, I found an extremely interesting news story about a brother named Ron Freeman, who um, created basically his own ramen noodle line. And as I'm told here, this is the first black owned instant ramen noodle brand. It's called Mama Pat's Foods. And, you know, it's a really good story because the brother was in prison. He was doing like three years in the San Diego prison. He noticed how valuable the noodles were in, you know, in prison and how the inmates reacted to having noodles. So, you know what I'm saying? He came up with an idea to create his own noodle brand. Um, he has flavors like seafood gumbo, chicken taco, chicken fajita. Um, and another reason why he wanted to create the brand because he wanted to create something that was a lot healthier than what the competitors sell. Typically, ramen noodles is high in sodium. Um, it's linked to high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, even hypertension. So he decided to create an instant ramen noodle product that would be low in sodium, uh, salt-free. You know, and so far, it's been um, widely successful for him. So if any of my family out there, if you're still eating ramen noodles, which I ain't gonna lie, I do sometimes. I'm, you know, I tear some noodles up. So if you still eat noodles too, do me a favor. Go to my boy's website. The website for Ron Freeman's um, Mama Pat's noodles or, or or Mama Pat's foods rather is Mama Pat's foods dot com. That's M A M A P A T S foods dot com. Check it out. Uh, if like I said, if you still eat noodles, 
please try to support the brother. Good. Now, on to the interview. Like I said, I'm really excited about the interview today. Um, I have a young brother who resides in Kingston, New York. Um, you know, I put out a message to my family about people in our community that was that was grinding and doing positive things with their creation, whatever they create. And someone gave me some information about the brother. I looked him up and seen that he, from from the looks of everything, he has a strong passion for his music. He's constantly putting out new music, new visuals, doing shows. So it looks like he's he's taken all of the steps necessary um, to be a successful artist. I want to welcome on the show today, Jelani Lyon. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk on your podcast, man. No problem. Um, no problem. Before we before we get into anything, I just want to let you know that, like I just said, I'm honored to be on your podcast, and I, I really, really, really respect what you're doing um, as far as uh, – spreading awareness on everything in the black culture, like touching the R. Kelly subject, touching the um the black owned ramen noodles and like especially not like definitely not just for me, like how you're bringing individuals onto the show to bring light to like melanated fathers, melanated people. Like so thank you very much for what you're doing and I hope that you keep doing it. I hope that you like reach the success that you're looking for because I, I have faith that you will just and like the world needs what you're doing. So thank you very much. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. I definitely appreciate that. And just like you, Jelani, I'm going to keep grinding, man. So we're going to do this thing together. Now, for the first question, first thing I wanted to ask you, so tell everybody out there, uh, talk to us a little bit about where you grew up. Um, I'm from Kingston, New York, a small city in New York. It's um two hours away from New York City, one hour away from the capital, Albany, New York. Um, Kingston, New York is a is a is a complicated place some somewhat some like some like the different there's different aspects of Kingston so um like I said I was born here and I um there's a it's a majority white people based city you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like when I when I went when I was in elementary school I was like one of the two black black kids in my class so it's like if I'm trying to paint the picture for you guys like it's that type of city like when I was in high school there were maybe like maybe a hundred, a hundred black people, uh, black kids in each grade. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm. like, it was like that. So it's like, as like, as a kid, I don't think the same way I used to think as a kid, because like, like a lot of things like what like went over my head or I was like, like uh, blindfolded to, to a lot of things, like, especially like with the white and the black, like people, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so, so like my, 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 uh, my vision or my opinion, like, on policemen are different like for what I was when I was when I was a child like policemen were like my heroes like they were mm. like they were out they were thought of as the good guys it's not a third not to say like all policemen are bad or, or all policemen are good but like I see now that that's not truly the case you know what I mean especially with, with my own experiences and with like experiences or like crimes and like in the society on the news every day so it's just like things like that of that nature is different a lot of times um like racism like like as a kid racism is not like like something that's on your mind mm-hmm. but like as an adult you see it more you you're you're more aware and like you come by it and like you know you you can like you can acknowledge it, you can know what it like you know what it is you can um you're familiar with it so yeah. like that's that's like that, those are the little differences so like in the kingston again 
it's like that's one that's just one aspect of how like complicated and like King, how Kingston is another part that plays into Kingston is like Kingston is not the most supportive town hmm. the most most supportive city so but like but when you when someone wins in Kingston that's when the support comes like when you like when you when when you reach that start and when you reach that fame when you reach that like those accolades those cosigns that's when Kingston is right there for you so it's like it's not so bad it's only it's only somewhat bad or somewhat shitty somewhat like 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 you have to deal with the beat adversity you have to beat like hardships you have to beat like you have knock on doors like knock down doors like opportunities and stuff like that but like mm. in that aspect the support would be great in the str- like through the struggle process or w- through your like the beginning process stages um but like i said when you when you do make that win when you do uh, knock down knock down those doors and when you do win that is when Kingston shows the 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 most love, and another time, another play time when Kingston shows the most love is when, unfortunately, when there's a tragedy, mm. like like a, like like death or like yeah. a, like something something terrible happens. Like that is when I, I feel when Kingston is at its strongest po- po- point when it comes <laughs> to like coming together with unity and um being there for one another. Unfortunately, but like what what I've been trying to do lately, as of late, like recently, is have these events. And have these music videos and have these different different things to bring the city of Kingston together. I, like I said, it's, it's not been the it's it's been hard and it's not been like the easiest thing to do. But like slowly but surely, people are seeing that this is something positive I'm trying to bring to the table. And like it's not it's not a death. There's not a tragedy. There's there's something we can like we don't only have to come together for funerals or for like to stand up for ourselves. We can come together to have a good time to re- rejoice with one another to like to like. Like you know, cherish the time we have together. Like whether it be loved ones or friends or families or like coworkers or yeah. uh, old old classmates and whatnot. So it's just it's a process. But I feel like like if just like I told you to keep doing what you're doing, if I keep doing what I'm doing, it will be a reality. You know what yeah. I mean? Definitely, definitely. Now something I wanted to address. This wasn't one of my initial questions, but for some reason, I guess through my ignorance, I felt that Kingston, New York would be like because I'm thinking Kingston, Jamaica. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe that's the the part of New York where the Jamaican population frequents. So you're telling me it's almost the opposite. Kingston was was it's almost the opposite. Pretty much white pretty much a white town almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the opposite. It's not huh. there are there are more there are more like whiter towns for lack of better words, like 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 a pine bush New York or a or a Monroe Woodbury, New York, but like mm-hmm. Kingston is is far from Kingston, Jamaica. Like it's it's not it's there's not as much danger. There's not as much. There's definitely not as much black people. So it's like it. that's that's the difference. There's the one the one similarity is like there's a um in Kingston, Jamaica. There's like a traffic circle. There's and there's a traffic circle in Kingston, New York. So like that's mm-hmm. that's one thing I find funny about it. But besides <laughs> that, not not they're, they're opposites. Pull out. Okay. All right. Now another question I have for you, just really quickly. Another thing I'm just thinking about growing up, Jelani, in your household, you know, in 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 Kingston, New York, did you grow up with like both parents? Tell me a little bit about the dynamics of your household growing up. I'm glad you asked. I didn't grow up with both parents. My father, my father was in the picture, I think, until like the age of two, three. And he popped in and out the picture like through my childhood, some like some visits, some vacations and stuff. But I was majorly taken care of by my mother. Hmm. But like. Even though my father wasn't there, I had three older brothers. I have three older brothers and one younger brother. So I had three father figures 
and plus my mom who was a mother and a father to me so I, I still had father figures I still had a mom and a dad in a sense if that makes sense got it got it okay interesting interesting now so, something else here have you ever been able to um rekindle a relationship with your dad or where do you guys stand today um we don't speak hmm. so like we don't we don't really talk like he doesn't he doesn't reach out i don't reach out so it's like it's that standpoint i plan in the future to reach out when i like because like, we haven't talked in maybe like maybe like five six years or so like but like it's not it's just he's doing his own thing i'm doing my own thing and you know what i'm saying like as a, i feel like not even just in my situation, but in anyone's situation, it's not the child's place to try to, like, you know what I'm saying, to, like, make that relationship. Like, like I have a child of my own. Like, I have mm-hmm. a daughter. So, like, mm-hmm. I would never make it her responsibility to have the relationship with me. Like, I'm her father, so I that's my responsibility. Definitely, definitely. I completely understand that. And, you know, I I grew up in a similar situation where I had older brothers who were able to um, guide me and show me a lot of the things to do and not to do to a degree. So I exactly. can understand what you're saying. And I'm sure, you know, like you just spoke on, you're kind of using that situation to be a better parent yourself. So that's always good. Yeah. You said it, you said it perfect, bro. Like you said it like, like the fact, and it's like, it's, it's so, especially because as a creative, I, I think about it like, like on, on, unintentionally I think about it so many different ways like hmm. because because of the fact I didn't have a dad I, I really like like that's the one thing like in life that I, I truly 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 aim to be like the best at or like do my best to be the best or I definitely make sure that my daughter loves her and that I care about her like she's my best friend this and the third because that's something that I lack but also with knowing what it is to not have a father but mm-hmm. also knowing what it is to want a father and even like loving, like, like I love my dad. I loved my father for like, even though he wasn't there, you know what I mean? I wanted, yeah. I, even though I missed him, I wanted him this time the third. I know that like my daughter and I like aren't, she doesn't live with me. She lives with, she mainly, her mother lived, like she mainly lives with her mother because we have like a court set up like deal. Like she lives in, mm-hmm. she lives in Virginia. We have like a long distance type deal. But like, even though I'm not with her every day as I planned, I know that, the time that we do spend is time that she cherishes because I've been in those shoes. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it's like if she's going to get a oh, way more than what I got. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I know that it will be all right, especially because there's, there's a thing about a mother, like a, 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 a daughter and her father mm-hmm. you know I mean? is like that relationship, that bond is like, it's unbreakable if it's taken care of and cherished and like nurtured and all that. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. I completely understand what you're saying, bro. And you know, just just talking to you, you seem like a young brother that's on the right track. So, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. And, you know, you know how it is in our community, bro. You you have a situation where you speak to the fact that your father wasn't there. My father passed away when I was oh, sorry. old. Yeah, when I was like eight years old. A lot of my friends in my community that I grew up in, you know, only a couple of us have fathers in the home. So I think that's all we can do, man, is try our best to be present as much as possible and provide every resource that we have available to us, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's it's like, I don't, it's like, like, there's so many different things, aspects about our culture that is just like, not mind boggling, but like interesting, somewhat mind boggling. Like, it's like, so like, I'll, I had no father. So like, mm-hmm. that that is basically the fuel for me to be the best father I can be. Mm-hmm. But like another, another person in our culture 
might have had not had that father and it in turn feels like that's normal to yes. be like to, to be that then to, to be to turn into that dad yeah you know i mean and that's to me that's weird but to some to another that's normal that's like that's life you know what i mean so it's just like it's yeah. like it's one or the other yep i i've i've seen that several times jelani where a young man will have a horrible or just a horrible experience with his father mm-hmm. and then he has a child and i think what no one talks about is we have a horrible father or a father who was not there so no guidance from a uh from a man's point of view and then we have a child without no (laughs) without no damn school or no lessons or anything on how to be a father so in return sometimes I think we end up being kind of absent just like our father was because we don't really have the tools you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I I try my best to talk about these things because in, in my opinion Young young men, if you get a group of 22, 23-year-old, 25-year-old guys around them and, and they're talking, if all of them have kids, I from what I've seen, I don't think they speak about uh, the tools they're using to do certain things or, you know, talking about how do you manage it when your son or daughter's two years old and they do this or they do that. So sometimes we're not having conversations because of just how men are. Yeah, yeah. I think we're not having conversations about things that can help us and be more productive because kids don't have a manual, bro. So Mm -hmm. we're just kind of winging it a lot of times, doing what what we think is right, you know? Yeah, I I definitely feel what you're saying. That makes sense. Yep. All right. Now, next question. I want to get into your music a little bit. Okay. I want to ask you, um, so tell everybody, how long have you been doing music? Um, I have been... I want to say I've been doing music seriously for about what 2019. Uh, I would say seriously two years. Two years. That's okay. I started taking it serious. I did. There's like people in my city, especially peers of mine, like remind me. I used to do like um, record little raps on my phone or whatever and put them on YouTube, just like just for fun, just to like like to get a laugh or like should like be like that person in in like high school. But like that wasn't. I never took it serious until like two years prior to like today. Okay. Okay. So that that's interesting because in two years time, you know, of, of course, I don't know all the details of what's been going on with you, but in mm-hmm. two years time, it looks like you've been able to do shows. It just looks like you're, you're beginning to make an impact. Yeah. I'm I'm trying the best I can. Man. I don't have a, I don't have a label and manager. It's really just me out here like mm-hmm. grinding and putting, putting my mind to it, like seeing like looking from looking looking from afar at like the successful people, whether whether they be on the rise or in the industry or in like, you know what I'm saying, famous, like I just try to study as best as I can and apply mm-hmm. it to myself. So that's basically yeah. it. Definitely, definitely. And I definitely had an opportunity to listen to the singles um that you put out. I really like that uh the middle child freestyle that you did, the video for it was dope too. Um right here, I think it's a really, really melodic and just sonically you know it sounds good so Mm -hmm. tell me um how did you come up with your style like how you with how you approach making music how'd you formulate that um i i honestly even though i've been doing this for two years and i like have like established like my, my like my my like my sound i still feel especially because like art is my first craft it's like music is my second craft like i'm way 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 more comfortable with art than i am with music not that i'm not comfortable with music but like i can do like art in my sleep 
but like with music, I really need to focus and like put myself in situations and think of perspectives and think of like wordplay and like like you know what I'm saying like it's it's more in depth. So like I try to like make it up, like try to perfect it like more and more, waste a lot more than uh, I do with art or whatever. But um, so yeah, as far as my style, um, it really depends on what I hear in the like in a beat. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm given a beat, like say it's a slow slower beat or like a melodic beat, like I like I for one like a song with a catchy hook or mm-hmm. a melodic hook. You know what I'm saying? I I for one like if I'm going to sing or like have a like melodic song, layers is one thing that I like I'm big on, like making different melodies and stuff like that. Another like the other aspect besides singing or like aside from singing is like the rapping part. Like with rapping, I'm I'm a fan of lyricists. I'm a fan of like mm-hmm. wordplay. I'm a fan of like wittiness, like come uh not catchphrases, uh, punchlines. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so all those different things, like my, my biggest influences or my biggest inspirations are J. Cole, Drake, um, Nas is just like disgusting. Eminem is disgusting. So like Joyner join Lucas, Tory Lanez, so a whole mm. bunch of different people are like, I like monsters when it comes to it. So like, I'm less of a, like, like a little pump, but more of like, I try to like make my, like make my music on the level of like Tory Lanez and Jonah Lucas and Drake and uh Jake Cole and Big Sean and yeah. Wale that yeah. think like those people, those type of people. Definitely. And it's funny you say that because um I'm I'm 39 years old, you know, almost 40. I've been listening to hip hop since I'm since I was 15, 16 years old. So I've been oh, listening to hip hop since the 90s. So I'm really well versed in what I like and what I like to hear. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a lot of the newer generation, that's why I asked what influenced your style because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, bro, when typically, and tell me how, how old are you again? I'm 23. Exactly. When I listen, a lot of times when I listen to young dudes music, uh, it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I get a whole bunch of that shit now so much. I'm okay with it now where I can, yeah, like, I, get it. Yo, yo, I that's can funny. like a person, that's, but not like the music. <laughs> that's, that's funny. My cousin, my cousin, Miles, he's the same, he's the same way. He's like, like an older brother type to me. So and he, like, we always go back and forth with music and like different, like the new age music, the new generation music and the old generation music and like in the in-between. So like, he's the same way when it comes to like the Lil Pumps, Lil mm-hmm. Uzi, Lil, like he's not, they're not, they're not for him. But exactly. like he's more, he's more of like a lyricist, a concept. Like he likes stuff that like resign, resonates with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So something with a message. Yep. And I can definitely tell, uh, but, that you put a little more thought into what you do. And, you know, so I definitely like it. That uh, That's why I asked. And that's, and that's, what's funny is that's the, um, that's the, not the tricky part, but it's like, that's what I deal with. Like being, being 23, like I, I want my music to have thought, but I also want it to like do well with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So, like a, so like a song like right here, like it has, there's definitely thought into it, but it's fun enough. For the for the younger generation, like, you know what I'm saying. For I'm trying to yep. like balance. Yeah. So definitely, that's like perfect. I take take both of the account because, like, for me, like I like a J Cole, like I like a Nas, I like a a Tory Lanez, a, a Joel Ortiz, or like those spitters. But I also like I because I'm like young enough, I like get the interest. Not that I'm like so super in love with it, but I definitely get the interest in like a little Uzi or mm-hmm. who else is like a a little. Anyway, like for little Uzi, uh, not Lil Yachty, but that that type of like that type of mumble quote unquote mumble rap like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like like in my generation like the younger generation loves Young Thug 
I'm not the hugest young thug like fan or whatever, but I get the interest in him. Like I get like that's what that's what your taste is. So like I kind of get it being that like you're like a peer, so I like I can put myself in that those situations. Especially like the younger generation is like into like drinking, smoking, popping pills, like like all types of different shit. So like like if I'm if I was like high or some shit like that, or like drunk or some shit like that, like then I could definitely understand like, oh, this is why you like it. Like, because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's somewhat catchy, has a good beat. That's the nice, like, I feel like that's what most of the new generation type music is like, like basically a dope beat with like simple, like turn up shit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Now you mentioned, um, cause I was going to ask this anyway, but you mentioned that your, your first love is art. And I was able to go like to your Instagram and that was, and that was like, extremely extremely dope shit bro like looking at some of your artwork it's really really crisp how long have you been doing art you know with art that's why that's why like i said it's like art i can do art in my sleep or whatever because i've been doing i guess you can say i've been doing art like i started drawing like as a little kid because Mm. i was like drawn to like cartoons anime different things like that so i was drawing like dragon ball z and naruto when i was like maybe 10 or younger so like but it wasn't until i reached high school that I, like, learned that you can, like, really make a craft and a career with art, you know what I'm saying? Like, doing people's logos, doing people's music covers, doing people's clothing designs, just doing portraits of people, all different stuff like that. So it's, like, mm-hmm. there's really, like, a lane of, like, for it to be, like, a way of income. And, like, that's mm-hmm. since, since, since then is when I started taking art seriously. Since high school, I've been doing logos, music covers, clothing designs, paintings, murals, like, you name it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Okay, yeah, because I was looking at some of your stuff I was looking at some of the people you've been able to work with and I was like damn okay this it it, it looks really official and professional you know what I'm saying thank you man I appreciate it. like that coming from like we we don't like you're not you're like damn near a stranger to me so I, I appreciate that that's how you took it that's how you like see it so I mean it's mm-hmm. a lot of trying no out here. yep and I need um you know we may have to talk offline about a few things because I'm in need of some logos and different things done too so yeah <laughs> Trust and believe. I am your man. Definitely, definitely. All right. Now, something else I want to touch on. So you said you've been rapping seriously or, you know, taking the craft of music seriously for about two years. But mm-hmm. I was able to see a video where you were able to go to your old elementary school and speak to the kids, man. How did that feel? Yeah, that was that was fun. That was great. I got to not I don't, like I got to first what happened was the um I performed in my um my elementary school, Chambers Elementary, like at the end of June, but it was last year at the end of December that I reached out to um, my old music teacher because what's so funny is like, I was good at, she loved me in music when I was a kid. And then I was, but I was good at art as a kid. So it was like, it's, it's so like now it's like super funny to talk about. It's like, it's almost like chilling or whatever. But um, one of like, the, I was like in fifth grade where I told her like, um, she asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I was like, because I was a kid, I didn't want to like hurt her feelings. I was more, I was more, I felt I was more good at art than music. So I really wanted to tell her I wanted to be like an artist. But so like to like, to compromise that, to compromise the two crafts, I told her that I want to be a singer because she was a music teacher and that I would like design or like, like draw my own covers, like album covers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now I like kind of brought it to fruition like super unintentionally but like you know what i mean so it's it's that's i think that's that's funny in itself but um 
going back there, seeing the old, my old teacher is still there and like the lunch monitors, they showed mad love and like the kids were great. A couple of my nieces and nephews go to Chambers Elementary School. So that oh, was fun. Cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. it, was, it was like full circle moment and uh, I performed my song, my single Mama. I and, seen it, yeah. Yeah, like, so like basically, and I kind of like, like it's in this at this stage of my life it's our stage of my career stage of like right now where i'm at is like a whole bunch of finessing so like with um how i was able to some people ask me like how were you able to perform that song at a chambers like at, a, at, a, at an elementary school so i like go to my engineer and tell him i need a clean version up to perform a performing clean version and that's how i performed at a public restaurant how i performed at the elementary school because the message itself is a good message that's just mm -hmm. there's a few curse words that wouldn't be appropriate for children of course so that was like how i, I got around that like made like a little loophole for myself so but it was great the, the kids loved it i got great feedback the, uh, the teacher told me they loved it the kids told me they loved it and it was just a good time yeah and i'm sure um you know as you grind and trying to get everything established i'm sure that acted as like a motivating factor yeah, um, cause one, cause where I'm at right now, I'm not. I have definitely haven't made it, but I'm definitely not where I started. So there mm -hmm. are people, mm -hmm. there are people that tell me that I inspire them or I'm motivational or or like they not that they look up to me, but like they appreciate what I'm doing. They like love what I'm doing. Like they show love. So like that's why I kind of took when I had that elementary performance, like performing at the elementary school, I like took advantage to speak to the kids and like tell them that. I, I use Barack Obama as an example um, because when I told them when I was a kid, um, I first asked them who was the last president before our president right now. They told me Barack Obama. And I told them, like, I asked them what their jo his job was, this is the president. I told them when I was their age, when I was in the elementary school, at the, the, the same elementary school as them, there was no such thing as a black president. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So with that being said, I was basically telling them they, they can do whatever that they want. Like they can grow up with this. As long as they put their mind to it, and their hearts in it like they can be whatever they want they can be like a firefighter a policeman a doctor the first woman president you know what i mean like different things like that like everything is reachable if you work at it you know what i'm saying so yep. that was my main point and then i performed my song and then you know what i'm saying i just tied it in together that's dope man that was that was that was extremely dope to see and just as someone um who's attempting to a, a establish a platform as well every bit of uh, encouragement that you get along the way acts as fuel to kind of keep you going because at times if you're doing something and maybe your heart's in it but there's not there's no financial gain or something you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying sometimes it can feel kind of you know like what am I doing so to get mm -hmm. anyone that's like hey I like what you're doing or keep it up that shit can act as fuel like I said mm -hmm. yeah exactly correct exactly yep. right. all right now Another question I have for you. A couple more questions here. Tell me, what are the future plans for your uh, for your music? You got an album coming? Do you got like some group projects or something coming? Um, as far as an album, I I may do an album project next year because it's gonna be twenty twenty. I feel like that's super appropriate to mm -hmm. like drop like a real project. People have been asking me, am I working on a project? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Lately, I've been just doing singles because I've been advised that like singles are more are easier uh, definitely easier digested than a whole album you know what mm -hmm. I mean? and more 
appreciated, more like definitely more appreciated. So that's why I've been doing the singles and the music videos for the singles and the shows and this, that, and the third. Like, so like, I definitely want to do an album. I definitely want to do like, def I could definitely do an EP, but I would definitely want to do a project on an album, but I would want it to like have the most impact. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, my following, my following is good, but it's not great. It's not like, like I have different following, like different parts, different parts of um, America. There's different following outside of America, like overseas and different stuff like that. But I wanted to be like super, like grown before I drop like a real, real project. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be like, guys, I'm gonna put. I would obviously put my like full effort into it, and I would want it to be like heard by the most people. You know what I mean? No, but, like, so that's basically where I'm at right now. I have um, I have a show August third in um Kingston, New York and I plan on performing some unreleased music. Okay, cool, man. Good, good, good. Because you know, like I said, I was able to check the singles out and you know they all sound real good. So yeah, just keep on keep on grinding, bro. You uh you'll definitely get to where you want to go. A lot of times because you're right, like hip hop, like when I was coming up, you know, there weren't many rappers because uh, at at that time, I mean, you had to book studio time. It it, it wasn't something you can just do in your house. So the mm -hmm. access of actually being able to make a song wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I think the value system was a little bit different too, because they knew if I write this rap, shit, I'm gonna have to pay some money, go all the yeah. way to the studio just so I can lay the track. So I better be serious about it. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. looks like now the the young men that I see that become the most successful is the people that just don't stop, man. Sometimes yeah. that'd be the distinguishing factor between somebody who makes it quote unquote and somebody who doesn't because making it is relative to the person. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. how big you become, that's all based on how you view life. You could be yeah, exactly. a superstar and just be that in your town. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm. you know, I'm, I'm happy to see what you're doing, bro. And keep on grinding. Now, Last question I wanted to ask you since, you know, th th this is the Melanated Combo podcast, but my my complete platform is yeah. Melanated Fathers of America that tries to focus on uh, family and parenting through the lens of a black father or melanated father. Right. So yeah. knowing that you have your child, um, a question I wanted to ask you is how has your perception on life on love, on relationships in general, how has that changed since you had your child? I would say it's changed completely and it changes every day. Like, I feel like even though I had Genesis, Genesis being my daughter, um, I had her early, like at 20. It's mm -hmm. definitely been a, the, 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 probably the greatest positive blessing that I've ever had. And like, especially like mentally, like I've been through like trials and tribulation dealing with um like uh dealing with like custody and different things like that of that yeah. nature but but it's ultimately shaped my mind having like her her herself and like caring about her and wanting the best for her and like making sure that like like I know I, I know what I've dealt with as a black man knowing that one day as a black girl as a black woman she's gonna have problems to deal with herself so it's mm -hmm. just like it's all it's all it's all like it's all fascinating it's all like a process and it's all like like it's all taken into account so like but like there have been times in that I just could get great the greatest joy seeing her do the things that she does so like even like bringing it back to my craft or whatever she like she loves my music like she'll sing mama and she'll sing right here she'll sing mm -hmm. different songs like and then she'll tell me daddy I like the, I like this song and like I even had her um 
when I performed at the restaurant, at the restaurant in Kingston, New York, she was there and she yeah. like performed with me. She like danced around me with her cousin Blaze. It was just just beautiful. Like as a father and as as someone with that grew up without a father, it's just like mm-hmm. it's like t- times a thousand that like than like the norm I would believe. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like it's all positive. It's all great. Like there's there's obviously there's there's the ups and downs, of but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Of course, it's all about those moments, right? Of course, yeah. Because like I said, bro, I have five kids myself. Uh, the oldest being 21 years old, mm. and I think sometimes when you know fathers are in situations where they may not be in their child's life for whatever reason, um, and you know it could be money, it could be something they're going through mentally, whatever the case may be. But when you miss those moments, you never get those moments back, and those yeah. are like engraved in your memory. Those are something that, that those are things that you and your child can um, share forever. Like I think as I get older and I think about the relationship with my children, I don't think so much of uh, money and different things like that as much as I can recall just great moments that we've had together, you know? Of course, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, and that's, and, like, and she'll always, like, Genesis, she'll always have those memories, even though she's only, she's three years old right now, but say something, like, um, God forbid something happens to me, that's something that I, I believe she'll always remember, you know what I mean? So, like, my own, so like my name is Jelani Lyon. Um, that comes from a, a few different things. Like my 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 first name is truly Jelani, but the lion in my name comes from my mom's daycare, mm. partially partially from my mom's daycare, which is the what has I have grown up in. Like you know what I mean? Like I've had like I've been a part of the daycare and like seen the daycare since since I was born. Like she's had the, she's been running the daycare for probably like 30, 40 years, 30, 35 years. Mm. Um, so like there was this one time I I have like I said I have three older brothers and one younger brother. There was there was this one day that my older brother Jeffrey, we were all in one car, and um we were talking about like how he was telling us that we like were responsible and we should all be doing something to further like a part of mom like our, our mother's business mm-hmm. or like like the family itself. You know what I mean? So like he was saying that like yes, our mother has young lines daycare, but we are the five of us are her the original young lions you know what i'm saying like we're her original kids like you know what i'm saying so like that's that and i that, like that stuck with me like, even that was a conversation we might have maybe like five six years ago so mm-hmm. that's something like he, he himself like so my name on um instagram's i am young lion too um he himself his I, ig was i am is i am young lion i, I am young lion like period like that's mm-hmm. the, so, um, Jeffrey Diaglar, he, uh, he passed away, um, January 20th of 2015. So like, that is why my name on Instagram is I am young lion too. You know what I mean? So like, and that's why my name is Jelani Lion because that's like me carrying on the torch for my older brother and different things like that. Like the brand that, that like my merch, my brand, my brand is Jelani, uh, Lionhearted. Yeah. Lionhearted is a brand that he started that he didn't get to like carry out himself. He was gonna have me um create the designs, the artwork behind Lionhearted, like for the um for the clothing and everything. But because he's no longer here, that's another thing that is like being carried on. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of ties to it. it's definitely there's definitely meaning behind the name and meaning behind the um the brand and everything like that. So it's all interesting. It's all, like, interesting. Yeah, because I was gonna ask where you got your name from. 
So you're pretty much doing your best to carry on the tradition from your brother. Yeah, because like, and what's it's 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 funny. It's cool because he was before I did music. Because like I said, I, I've been doing music for about two years now. He was he made this post like his last post on Instagram is like bigging up people from the city, like four people from the city. Because I was that's like that's what he did the like best, like showed love to people, and that's what people remember him for is like being that like good guy and showing love and all that. But he says. I believe he says something to the effect that like motivation is closer like than you seem like basically it's like under your nose or whatever and he like mm-hmm. depicts he depicts me in the um in the pick the post like it's me uh Tay Fisher about uh, uh he's a a world renowned like basketball player now mm-hmm. um this artist Bellis who also came from Kingston New York he's a he's a songwriter producer artist of his own doing his thing and there's this this another like uh, dirty basketball players, super super nice. Well, like and she's a, but she's a girl and she'll she'll kill any guy. Like, like I'll put my money on her for any guy. Um, Rachel Coffey. So basically, well, my point by saying that was that he was proud of me then, like before he passed. So like now that things have gotten better, things have like heightened, like like everything has just gotten like tenfold. I know that he would be super proud of what's happening and what's like going to happen in the future. So. Definitely. I know I'm doing my part and that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely, man. And I'm sure if he could look down on you and see everything that you're doing now and just the steps that you're that you're taking, because like I was saying earlier, I think one of the most important things, bro, is when we're trying to do um, do these things and be creative and step outside of the box, you just got to take steps forward. You know, of course. you'll end up where you end up. But the most important thing is getting up and taking steps forward. So I so I commend you for you know like living on through his legacy and doing everything you can to keep his name alive and you know i'm sure he would definitely be proud of you so i want to thank you jelani for coming on the podcast man and sharing your story and anytime about your music and everything um let everybody know if they wanted to get your music or if they wanted to get in contact with you how would they go about doing that um if you want to get in contact with me like my Instagram is where a lot of like quote unquote magic happens. Like the Instagram is where I post my art. The Instagram is where I post my music, music videos, my daughter Genesis. It's just like the stopping grounds for everything that I do. So my Instagram is at I am Young Lion Two. So like I A M Y O U N G L I O N Two, and then my my artist name is Jelani Lion J A L A N I. L-I-O-N. And you can find my music on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Amazon Music, just about anywhere you can find certain singles. But then every like everything that I've dropped goes on SoundCloud. You know what I mean? So it's like just take your pick of what what is your favorite platform. Definitely, definitely. So everybody, if you're out there, man, please do me a favor and check out the brother's music. I was able to listen to um, everything that he's been able to put out and I was, you know, really impressed by it. So if you get an opportunity, go buy the music, um, stream the music, go on YouTube, check out what he's doing, go to his Instagram page and see some of the art that he does. If you need, you know, album covers, cause I've seen some really, some really dope album covers on there. If you, you know, if you need album covers, if you need any type of art done, reach out to my brother. I'm sure he can help you. Um, you know, so I want to thank everybody. So Harrison. Yes, yes. So, so sorry to cut you off. I just want to just want to tell you before we get out of here. Like yes. again, a super super 
super appreciate what you, you, you're doing to that tonight. I'm super appreciative of what you do for like the culture, our culture, the black people, mel- melanated people. Like I, I implore you to please keep doing what you're doing because it does, it definitely has an impact and it definitely does matter. Like I know, like you said, because like maybe finances might not be there or whatever, like whatever you might run, run into, it might, it may seem like pointless or like, like there's no reason to be doing it. Like what am I doing this for? But like, trust and believe like like we're 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 damn near strangers and i'm like i'm telling you like this is this is definitely important and i truly hope that it like get gets higher and higher as 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 the time as as time passes you know what i mean so just yeah. thank you very much for like bringing me onto your show and spreading light onto the important uh subjects like r kelly and mm-hmm. black ramen noodles and everything that is going on on like under the sun with us. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Definitely, Jelani. Um, and like I said, I appreciate having you on the show, bro. Just keep grinding, man, and doing what you do. Um, I got you. Everybody out there, reach out to the brother if you can. This has been another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. You can find the podcast on the website, which is melanatedfathers.com. You can find the podcast on YouTube, which is Melanated Fathers TV. On YouTube, we're on SoundCloud as well under Melanated Combo Podcast. Instagram page is at MelanatedFathers100. Twitter is uh, at Melanin100. Connect with us. Go to the website today, MelanatedFathers.com. You can check out a lot of the news stories that we post. You can check out a lot of the information about people or places that are really important in our history. We have a book of the month that we put up. So, um, you know, different articles about parenting. If you're going through something, you can probably find an article on there that can assist you. So we're just trying to do everything we can to keep our families together and just be as informative as possible when it comes to issues that we deal with in our community. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Combo podcast. We out.